Hey everybody, it's Terrell Cummings and this is Season 2, Episode 5 of the Always Relevant Podcast. Today, Dane and I are going to be on the show talking about Week 2 of college football, Week 1 of NFL football. Lee actually provides us with some drink recipes, so we're looking forward to that. Uh, The Cincinnati Reds playoff update, the Cleveland Indians, and a few rapid-fire questions that should be interesting for everybody. And then, as always, we'll have Get Real with Dane. We'll have Message Money with Rel. So, we're looking forward to it. We hope you are, too. We're excited. We're ready to go. Enjoy the show. All right, everybody. This is Terrell Cummings, and this is Episode 5 of Season 2 of the Always Relevant Podcast. As always, I have a partner in crime, Dane DeMeo, on the line with us today, co-hosting Dane. What's going on, man? Nothing much, man. It wasn't a good weekend, but we'll get in that in a minute. How about you? What's going on? Yeah, you know what? Hanging out, having a good time as always. Trying to, you know, we'll get into, the, into that with how are you, how really. Overall, I'm cool. So, and I guess we'll go ahead and do that. How are you and how are you really? So I'll go ahead and kick it off. Uh, how am I? As always, I'm all right. Um, yeah, I'm just all right. How am I really? I'm okay. It was last week of school, so this past weekend, there's a bunch of work to do. I still have a bunch of work to do. When I'm off of this podcast, I have to uh, get ready and finish group paper and then write another paper for my last uh, week of classes this week. So I'm do that. And then uh, other than that, though, it was a good sports weekend for me. Uh, Hanover College won. Uh, Michigan Wolverines won. Michigan football, they beat um, – I forget who they even played. Oh, they played um, Washington, and they won. And the Bengals won yesterday. So, good sports weekend for me. The Reds, that's a little something else we'll talk about later on. Uh, they're not – they're struggling a little bit, but it's all right. They still have a chance to rectify the whole situation. So, so overall, I'm solid. I'm, I'm tired, but I'm ready for the school year to be – the school year to be over, and this term's almost up. So, why at the end of the tunnel? Dane, how are you, and how are you really? I'm terrible. And how am I really? I'm extra terrible because you know why? All we talk about, I can't wait for football season, all that stuff. And I really wish I'd have got that goat yoga in because it just was not a good weekend for sports. Not a good weekend for the Northeast. Not a good weekend for Columbus. Uh, It's just bad. I know we're going to talk about them. I'll try to stay calm. There was a lot of stuff that was ridiculous as usual when it comes to Browns football. Uh, You know what? Like, I almost should start putting money on it that, uh, you know, a player is going to hit a coach or do something dumb for the Browns every week for the last 20 years. I'd be a rich man. Uh, you know, Hey, I give your old teammate credit, Tom Watts. Oh, we battling bishops 62, six beat down of Oberlin college. <laughs> uh, nothing changes there, I guess, over the, since I played last. So. Hey, they're, they're, they're holding down. Tom, Tommy Watts is doing what he does and, the program seems to be doing well. I mean, they have good facilities there. They have good recruits there, and, you know, they're getting wins. So hopefully you can get close to that conference championship sometime soon, right? Yeah, right. So, I mean, that's good. And then after watching everything I go, I'm going to do some minor league baseball tomorrow night. I'm going to go to Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs, watch some AAA baseball. It's a Philly affiliate, but it's close to me. I'm going to go get me those pig nachos. That's the main reason I'm going. I actually might just go in and buy nachos and leave, but. Uh, they're that good they are that good the food at this place is amazing i mean they're bacon usa man there's the hat right there right anybody that anybody that watches this on our on youtube uh dane is rocking the iron of iron pigs hat and it's just a strip of bacon across the front of it it's all it is so 
He still owes me one from like. Two I years do ago. gotta get you one. Um, you no, know, I'll, I'll get that from him sometime soon for sure. So I do have news though. I will be at Browns Cardinals this year. Got my tickets, so I'll be able be back in the land. Thank God for a little bit here coming up in October yeah. against the Cardinals. Nice, nice. And that'll, that'll be a good time. You get to see some good football, and you know, hopefully Brownie can get get a, a few wins by that point in time, right? Yeah, and then one more thing to October 12th, I'll be in Camden, New Jersey for Slipknot Kill Switch Engage. I know you'll skip on that one, but if you're in town, <laughs> that's the rock show of the year, man. So Tuesday, October 12th, hit up Camden, New Jersey for Slipknot. It'll be worth it. Trust me. I don't know, man. That, that, sounds, that, that sounds a little too, little too serious for me, a little too aggressive. But um, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it's a fun show. I'm sure it's a good time, man. So have fun with that for sure. So – all right, you want me to get into the college football or what are we going to do here? Not yet. We actually have Lee's Drink of the Week. Or oh, Lee's yes. Drink recipe. So, Lee, one of our best friends, resident mixologist, resident genius. He's out in Denver, Colorado. Usually he is our resident beer snob as well. But he went ahead and sent a good uh, good recipe for everybody that's out there who wants to have a nice little beverage every once in a while. Uh, we encourage you to please be 21 and up whenever consuming these beverages or making these beverages. I uh, just want to go ahead and put that disclaimer out there first. So, this drink is called a gold rush. Uh, go ahead and put, uh, use one ounce of lemon juice, one ounce of honey, two ounces of bourbon, two dashes of Agonostra bitters. I think I pronounced that right. If not, I'll call and ask them. Agonostra bitters, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Uh, shake and strain over new ice, garnish with a lemon wedge. It's citrusy and bright with enough bourbon to kick, or with enough bourbon kick for a cool start to almost fall night. It felt like fall for a little bit last week, but then summer kicked back in. It's back up in the 90s around here in Ohio. But when Lee gave me this recipe, it was a little bit cooler out. So I'm like, all right, yep, that's good. We're thinking about fall, it's football season, so it might be a good drink to, to hang out, have a good time, sip on with uh, over the weekend. So, Dane, there you have it. Yeah, it's a good one. I mean, I, Lee, I really miss you because I don't have the patience to make that kind of stuff. So, right. That was we one see of the you in Denver, man. I know it's your birthday, but you still got a bartender. Hey, that, that's one of the bonuses of having a friend that's a bartender, mixologist. At any point in time, he'll just go ahead and go into what's natural for him, which is making drinks. He did it at my wedding. He's done when we just hung out. It's just what it is. He loves doing it, loves seeing drinks, loves creating drinks. And um, he's actually doing something where it's out there on Instagram, too. So I'll have to get that information and pass along to everybody out there so they can take a look and see what he's doing. Yeah, um, and I like but, drinking them. <laughs> it, it is a good thing. I'm I feel like I'm family man now, so I never got out and have too many beverages anymore. But coming up when we go to Denver, we're going to hang out and have some good times, and we're looking forward to it for sure. So now, Dane, we can go ahead into the main segment, start out with college football week one. How was it for you, man? Yeah, we got to talk about it because uh, I was completely wrong about a lot of things. I don't know if people were listening or if (laughs) football guys just want to make me look like an idiot. But, uh, (laughs) I mean, did you see a lot of this coming? I mean, total opposite of the stuff we were talking about. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, what was your overall thoughts to start before we even get into it? I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm always wary at the beginning of college football season. I never trust anything. I don't trust rankings because you haven't really seen anybody play. You know, a lot of, lots of new talent out there. Last year was a especially weird year because of COVID. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, it, you just can't get a gauge on really what's going on. Obviously, you think that the powerhouses are going to be the powerhouses and do what they do like they normally do. Uh, but that's not always the case, as we've seen this week. So, um, 
I don't know. Let's see what happens. The only team that hasn't surprised me so far this year, Alabama. Alabama does what Alabama does, and they put people away like they should. So, other than that, Dane, go ahead. Run with it. You're right. One of the things that makes Saban great is his teams are always ready to play. Rarely does someone upset them. Rarely. Right. Uh, last time you could probably think Ole Miss is the last time I can think think of a major upset, and that wasn't a bad team. You know, they don't lose, like, FCS opponents and stuff like we're going to get into here in a minute. Right. But I'm going to start with the massive disappointment of the weekend. Whatever happened to defense in Columbus? They ain't played defense in years, and now it's catching up with them. Uh, Oregon Ducks, first win ever against Ohio State. They win 35-28 was the final. Stroud had 484 yards for the Buckeyes and three touchdowns. But still, you know, if you watch the game, it didn't look good. Uh, Oregon just running wild. Uh, what was it? They averaged – uh, 269 yards, 7.1 yards a carry. And Verdell, their running back, I think I said that right. Yeah. Uh, man, he had 161 yards, two touchdowns, and he averaged 8.05 yards per carry. I mean, when you play defense, it's hard hard to – I don't know. I would have trouble as an old defensive end coming out of a game knowing I just gave up that kind of yards. Like, somebody's got to make a play. I don't know. What was your take on this game? It was ugly, and I don't know what's going on. I think it was one of those things where I thought it was dogfight. I thought that, you know, they matched up, and Oregon really didn't make mistakes. I think that was the big thing is they came out, they smacked Ohio State in the mouth. They can match up with them on their offensive, defensive line um, power-wise. And so usually Ohio State's leaning on other teams, wearing them down, and then be able to showcase their athletes. Well, in this game, they couldn't do that. Oregon was there. Oregon wasn't going anywhere. Oregon was ready for a fight, and Oregon was running the ball, bringing it to him. So I thought the quarterback for Oregon did, did well. He didn't do anything to jeopardize their team. He played solid. Um, the other team well. Obviously, the running back did well. And I think Oregon just came ready to play, and they didn't make mistakes. And Ohio State did. And that's just kind of what happened. And then yeah. I, don't know, I don't know just how many draft picks Ohio State's had over the past five years, eight years, ten years, so maybe it's finally caught up with them, that their defense just can't uh, be overshadowed or whatever, that the defensive woes are out there. And maybe it's, it's early. Maybe they're playing a lot of young players. I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, they, they definitely just didn't look like they're, they're either their normal selves or their offense just wasn't, you know, being able to take over like they normally do in game. I'm going to call it what it is. It was garbage. You know, Ryan Day, you know, you know what it's like coaching Ohio State. Like that was his first loss at home, but it was a bad one, right? It's his first regular season loss. I mean, uh, he's going to be freaking out about it. It's a bad one, but he only lost by seven points. It's not like he got blown out. You don't lose a Pac-12 at home. You know how I feel about Pac-12. So, yeah. They, they, they weren't playing like a Pac-12 squad, though. Like, they had some big boys, and they were running it. So, Oregon, that coach has been there. I think Cristobal's his name, right? Been there four years now. Uh, he said this is what they've been building to at the end of the game. Their offensive line's enormous. It's a big physical football team. Not something you're used to seeing out of the pack, really, in my opinion, outside of Stanford. You know, right. Usually everybody else is playing a different kind of ball. But, uh, I, I mean, that's just crazy. But we'll start going on. I want to touch on your boys, Michigan against Washington. Now, Washington lost to Montana last week, right. FCS. So I'm sitting here thinking, man, Harbaugh's probably thinking, I cannot believe that team just lost to Washington. If we don't come ready to play and right. lose this game to a Pac-12 team that just lost to Montana at home, they're going to run me out of the stadium. Like I'm sure he was a little nervous once he saw that Montana beat 
uh, Washington last week. Like, man, like, all right, we definitely cannot lose to this team this week. And they didn't. They came out. They ran the ball. They dominated the line of scrimmage pretty much all game. And Washington, I mean, they had a decent defense, but their offense was – there was no offense whatsoever. Zero. I mean, 343 yards rushing, I think, is what Michigan had. That's dominating yeah. the line of scrimmage. You know, I mean, they only had 44 yards passing. They're going to have to throw to beat some of these teams down well, the road. But it was a dominating performance. I've seen their quarterback throw, and the quarterback can throw. I mean, he was two-time Nevada Player of the Year in football. I mean, yeah. he was Yeah, and Washington. Yeah. I, think, I think Harbaugh told his offense coordinator at the last year with the whole um, Joe Milton experience or whatever. He's like, hey, I'm going to get back to running the football like, I, like we did when I was at Stanford and go from there. We're running the ball period. And I think yeah. that's what they're doing. And obviously, see what happened with Joe Milton in Tennessee. What happened in Michigan? Same thing's happening in Tennessee. So, I mean, you can't you can't say it's some surprise or whatever as far as that. But I'm glad they did what they did. I'm glad they're pounding the ball. They have to figure things out with their receivers because their best receiver, like I said last week, he's out torn ACL, out for the season. So, it's good that the running back stepped up and played. But I do think in the future, they're going to have to get the quarterback more involved. They're going to have to Utilize the passing game and probably go old school like you remember Michigan like early or what, mid to late nineties, early two thousands where they were running, running the ball, running bootleg, getting the tight end out in the flat, um, off the play action pass. That's what they're probably gonna end up doing. You I know, mean, have a few, you know, few plays here and there from their receivers, but if they're gonna keep the smash off the ball team, their their tight end should be able to get some work. Or if they bring back the fullback, their fullback should be able to get some work out of the backfield too. Yeah. I mean, Washington, uh, you know, they Michigan physically dominated the game. Washington only had 50 yards rushing, realized they couldn't rush, you know, got a bunch of passing yards, close to 300 meaningless yards, you know. Right. Uh, I, just one comment on Washington. It wasn't all that long ago they were in the football playoff, believe it or not. But that's true. This is a that's program true. that's falling fast, hard hey, and fast. That coach is now just, he's just announcing up there for, I think, for Fox up there um, for, like, the pregame show. Yeah. Stuff. I think he had some health problems and stuff's why he stepped down originally, right? Right, right. Something like that. So, let's run through some games here. Uh, I'm going to bring up Cincy next because Cincy's now ranked ahead of Ohio State at number eight. They played Murray State, but this is where it's a little concerning. So, you looked at the final score. It was 42-7, right? So, mm-hmm. if you didn't watch the game, you'd think, well, Cincy took care of business. It was actually zero to zero in the first quarter and seven to seven in the second quarter. So, right. you know, I mean, if you didn't watch, so, you know, if you watch the highlights, this day kind of took over in the second half. But it's a little concerning that Murray State gave them that much trouble, but it was still enough to keep move them up in the rankings with a lot of the other losses and stuff like that as we start to figure out what teams do. Uh, what do you think? What, do you, what were your thoughts on the Bearcats? A little disappointing, in my opinion. Yeah, a little disappointing. But I, mean, I think Coach Fickle gave them that halftime speech like, hey, we need to be who we are, go out there and do what we do. And they came out and did a second half. You think they were looking past them to get to Indiana a little bit? I think so. I think so. I mean, you think you're UC, you're doing well, you're ranked in the top ten in the country. You're playing Murray State. That's like the equivalent of playing a directional school. They're thinking, hey, we should take care of these guys pretty easily. Murray State's like, hey, we got to come out here and, you know, get them to respect us. They come out playing hard. It's a bad combination. Um, but overall, I think athletes took over. You know, that's the big difference between, like, those big – the big D1 schools and the smaller ones. It's just the size, the speed. You know, Murray State, they kind of play hard. They're good football players. But after a while, you just, they, they just couldn't handle it as far as that. So, you see, they did what they should. They probably should have done it from the jump. But they came out. They showed they're the better team. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's what happens. We'll see what and they're, and they're, and they're not like a spread offense either. They, they're power, they're power, yeah. no football team. So, and I, that's what concerns me that they couldn't overpower Murray State earlier. That's a little concerning. Uh, I don't know anything about Murray State this year. It's just if you're ranked in the top 10, Murray State shouldn't be a problem. That's just how it is, right? Uh, one of the top teams in the nation, Texas AM, squeaks by again 10 7 against uh Colorado. That game, you know, was pretty even. The stats are crazy close. You know what I mean? The eight total yards was pretty similar. Uh, Texas A&M's got to get it going. Any quick thoughts on that one? Um, on that one, honestly, I think the Texas, I think Texas A&M's quarterback got hurt. Uh, I'm not sure if, if what's going on with that or not. Oh, I, really? I, I, didn't see that. I, I know last week, uh, Kent State, I mean, they, they were winning at halftime, I'm pretty sure, so. Texas A&M has some things to figure out. They're still figuring it out. Luckily, it's, it's still early in the season for them. But it is kind of concerning that they only beat Colorado 10-7. And I don't know how Colorado, how good Colorado is. I know Mel Tucker's there before he left there to go to Michigan State. So maybe there's still some, you know, some some players there that had you know, that were pretty solid for the new coach got in there. Maybe Colorado's better than what we think because we just haven't watched them because they're out there. Yeah, the I mean that Mel Tucker maybe he was bringing Colorado back a little bit, like you said, and uh, right. you know what I mean. So, so I don't want to I don't completely discount Colorado, but Texas A&M once again top ten team that's come in and do what they do, and right now they haven't really deserved that ranking. But I still think it's too early ranking teams in college. But that's just me. Good. Yeah, Clemson took care of business in South Carolina State, 49-3. Some of the big boys handled business. Oklahoma, I got to give them a little credit. They won 76 to nothing. I love how Oklahoma runs it up on the uh, little guys. You know, mercy, you know, no mercy at all. Uh, you hey, know, just, then they, they, they go get smacked. They're paying a three-point-something million dollars, whatever. They're funding their athletic department budget, so – they ain't come out there but and take their drugs. This is a garbage Oklahoma pools to have their players win the Heisman's and get the rankings. You know, that rather, you know, I know they pulled him out, but still, you know, you get all the yards and stats. Uh, real quick, I want to talk about Toledo almost beat Notre Dame. Yeah. Uh, Toledo had 221 pass, 132 run. And this is what's crazy. I looked at Notre Dame at 317 pass, 132 run. That leads me to believe that Toledo. You know, when you watch the game, it was crazy, and they were obviously in the game. Right. It, you know, Toledo's a good team. They got a good coach, but it's still max school. It's an embarrassment to Notre Dame. And one more thing on Notre Dame, and <laughs> we'll just bring it up briefly because Florida State's so irrelevant anymore. They're not worth talking about, but they lost to Jacksonville State. So, you know, yeah. how a game we thought last week, we talked about Florida State coming back and Notre Dame's getting there. It all just went out the window with these two games. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, after one of those two games, you know, Florida State losing to Jacksonville State with the FCS school, which is the division under where Florida State is, that's just tough. That's that's not really acceptable for Florida State, not acceptable really for any major D1 programs that are allowed to happen as far as that. So as far as Notre Dame, I mean, yeah, they got challenged for sure. I will give their quarterback props because his finger was dislocated on that last play. And he came to the sideline yelling for the coach to – Basically popped his finger back in place. As soon as he got popped in back, as soon as he got popped right back in, he was right back on the field to the winning touchdown pass. I will give him props for that because most people have to sit out for a play or whatever. Not him. There's no, there's no. I want to sit out. He went right back in the game and threw the winning touchdown pass. So I will give him some props for that. Yeah. All right. Go through a couple more games. One game that really caught my attention is Iowa, Iowa State. That was an, you know, this game was crazy because Iowa State kind of dominated the game. Yeah. They gave it away. They had three interceptions and a lost fumble. I wouldn't make any mistakes. That was a different game. 
I mean, Iowa had 106 passing yards and 67 rushing yards and won this game 27-17, right? That's crazy. crazy. You know, Iowa State, 52 passing. It's just turnovers, man. So, Iowa State, you know, that's that's a tough one to swallow, man. That's a hard one. Hard one to lose. Uh, Stanford beating USC. I was kind of surprised. I didn't finish watching that game because that was on late. That was a 10.30-something at night, and I was watching yeah. some people out. And uh, USC, man, they got some players. But, you know, Stanford uh, had picked six. One of the big differences in the game, it's mistakes, man. We always talk about this. The only stat that matters is turnovers, man. If yep. you have turnovers, you're going to lose. Uh, and we'll get into that a little bit in the NFL, but uh, – you know, uh, Arkansas, 333 rushing yards against Texas. Beat yeah. down. What do you think of that? Arkansas, big boy Texas. They're like, hey, y'all need to hit the weight room, get some new players. <laughs> you're coming to SEC, you're going to get bodied up. You got you let us hit you, wait until like Alabama, Florida, and play the big boys, Georgia, all of them. So Texas better get their Jimmys and Joes and get them in there because there's nothing that's helping on that. They just got straight beat down by Arkansas, and Arkansas is laughing about it. There's no excuse for a program like Texas to be in the state it's in uh, for these years now. Uh, like a decade. They can't even keep their own players in Texas. I mean, he's got the number one recruit uh, in the nation is a uh, quarterback going to Ohio State. I mean, there's a problem there. Texas has to sit down. The, I'm sure they're like in a brain trust somewhere or they're in a the proverbial smoke-filled room somewhere going, what the heck do we got to do to fix this mess? Because it's unacceptable. Herman was a terrible coaching hire. I'm not sure why Strong struggled after Louisville. Now, part of it's the recruiting thing we talked about before, but Texas has some issues, man. And Sarkeesian failed as a head coach before, if I'm not correct, right? Wasn't he at uh, USC no, he, and got fired or something? And he was, yeah. Well, he was, he did well at Washington, and he went to SC, but he, you know, he was had he had a drinking problem. So that's right. I forgot about that. That, yeah. so that was kind of his situation. It's kind of like his redemption, as far as. As far as that, you know, he's, he's done well. Got a chance at Alabama. Got himself a good position. He has his, has his job. Um, yeah, I think Charlie Strong, when he was there, um, I mean, he had, he had the program going in the right direction because their program was in shambles as far as before. You know, they weren't even going to class. So, he, I mean, he was into where everybody's going to class, everybody's passing their classes, and he was getting them on the right track. They just weren't going to the playoff yet as far as doing that. They were getting yeah. wins. They are doing better. If they would have given him probably another five years, he probably would be in a good situation. But, you know, you got to get wins there with all the boosters, all the money that's coming into the program. They want to see wins. They wanted their return on their investment ASAP. So it's just that's how college football works, unfortunately. You know, he was probably doing well. He wasn't doing well fast enough for the people that are giving the money to the program. Yeah. Yeah, and then one more game that makes the Ohio State look even worse makes me totally wrong about Minnesota. Uh, now, they, now Minnesota, they lost the running back for the year. Bottom line is they only beat Miami 31-26. Uh, Miami just got smoked by Cincinnati last week. The game was over in the first quarter, so that's a little concerning to me uh, about Ohio State. Ohio State has cupcake next week, should be. Then they got my hometown Zips, which uh, probably the worst program in all of Division One. I. I don't know. Hey, fear, the the, fear the roof. Ain't Roo. nobody fearing the roof on the, on the gridiron, man. Maybe the basketball court, but not the gridiron. <laughs> Ain't nobody fearing the real. Right. Uh, no, I, I, no, I understand, man. I understand. Man. So that's that's pretty much the important stuff in college football. I thought we need to run, run through that, talk about some shocking stuff. I'm not going to make any crazy talk like last week because I don't know what the heck's going to happen. I'm about to see another week or two. Uh, <laughs> other than Ohio State's extremely disappointing. Extremely. 
but good for Cincinnati. I like to see them doing well. Yeah, good for Cincinnati. I'm, I'm waiting to see what happens with Michigan when they start playing after competition. Uh, this coming week, they're playing Northern Illinois. They should roll on that. We'll see starting the next week when they play Wisconsin and uh, when they get into the Big Ten schedule. So I'm still waiting and seeing what happens with them. But I, I feel better about them this year than I did last year. So yeah, that, that, that's that's the they're moving in the right direction at least. Yep. All right. What we got next? NFL Week One. This Week One. Yes, Week One officially. Dane, what's going oh. on? Man? What's good? Oh man, there isn't nothing good. That's for sure. Uh, you know what? Because you guys won, I'm going to let us talk about some Cincinnati Bengals. That's here. right. Today. Jamar Today. Chase catching the football, kickers making field goals, OT win, Burroughs made some good plays. You actually saw some defense. I thought they beat a pretty good Vikings team. Agreed. With Cook, who's one of the best backs in the league. Uh, I don't know. I still went off a little bit, but hey, overall, I'm not mad about the effort. I think their defense is way better than it were last year. And like I said, Chase caught the ball, didn't have stripes on it. So I'm happy about that. He has to get used to the NFL ball. It is different. It is, you know, he just has to get used to it. So hey. he gets some confidence. Stop listening to all those social media trolls out there and do his thing. Hey, it's a good combination of uh, things happen. I mean, Mixon, you know, I've always been high on Mixon when he's healthy. Yeah. 127 yards. Jamar Chase has over 100 yards, like 101 his first game. Uh, you know, Kirk Cousins threw for a million yards, but he always does, and they never win, so who cares? Right. Uh, another meaningless stat. He's one of them quarterbacks with meaningless stats all the time. The Vikings did make a comeback. Uh, that kicker making that field goal, man, that's clutch stuff. But I know you want to talk about Taylor a little bit in that fourth down going for it. Yeah, I mean, the defense played well. Bengals were up 21 to 7 in the first half. Or no, I'm sorry, it was it was the third quarter. And the Bengals were on their own 30. It was fourth and one. And head coach Zach Taylor decided to go for it, which was completely stupid. I don't know what was in the, what was going through his mind. It's not like he's going to put the dagger in them right there. His defense hasn't been playing well. He should have punted it, got good field or got field, you know, field position for his defense to play, get the ball back, and then go back down the field. That's all he had to do. But he went for it. They didn't get it. And at that point in time, Minnesota went back and scored because he put his defense in a terrible situation. That was a terrible coaching move. I don't know what gut instinct told him to do that because if he's looking at analytics, it's going to say, don't do that. It's going to look at most coaches' gut instinct. They're going to say, don't do that. Their players probably wonder, what's he doing? Why are we doing this? Let's not do this. It was a complete mistake in my opinion. I don't know if he owned up to it. He should have. It was terrible. I think it turned the tide of the game, and it was just – a horrible situation for sure. Well, you said Taylor's gonna be back next year. I was the one who said uh you know he's be gone, but the team has improved overall. Now granted, it has to improve with the players you have. It's kind of like the Browns at some point with that kind of talent. You gotta you gotta improve. <laughs> that's right? True. That's true. I mean they have they have players, but you know, they're still working on their interior linemen, at least on offense and everything. So they got they, they got some players on defense. They're they're, they're some difference makers, they're doing pretty well. They need some offensive linemen still. But they were able to run the ball. Joe Mixon was able to run the ball. They were, you know, able to run play action. Uh, Joe Burrow didn't roll up on in the – I think it was in the second half. And once that happened, the play calling got super conservative at that point in time. Yeah. Another reason why Minnesota came back on them just because they weren't doing the same kind of play calling, letting letting Burrow get out there and throw the ball a little bit because he had rolled on, I think, tweaked his knee a little bit. Um, I thought personally when he was starting to get tackled, I think that he flinched. 
a little bit and kind of fell funny before he got tackled. I think he was still, you know, getting over that mental, you know, that mental block of having knee injuries still. So I think mean, he kind of brought that on himself a little bit if you watch the if you watch the replay on it. But um, they went completely conservative after that uh, the whole game, um, and even in overtime they're still going conservative. He's the one that audible to a pass play on the fourth and one in overtime that did that. He audibled it and checked it at the line of scrimmage, and then they ran that play to get the the pass to the tight end to put him in field goal range for the win. So all in all, though, who day? I'm glad the Bengals won. I'm looking forward to this season, and uh, I'm ready to go. Yeah, I'll always take a win. There are no moral victories. So all these people I'm seeing Browns in the world saying we look good, we can be a contender. It doesn't matter because you know what? It looked like a shinier turd than me because the same garbage <laughs> happened that's been happening the last 20 years. Like I said, only the turd is a little shinier. You know, it's so fitting that our mascot's the dog because it is another game of dog doo-doo. And we got a whole bunch of goats, goats to talk, to go over. People I expect to come through in the clutch. People I expect to make plays. All right. So they, they're up big. They're dominating, right? First knucklehead play. Uh, now we have, I agree with you, like, and this, we'll talk about this real quick because it was the first thing in a stupid series of events for the Browns. So a coach comes and pushes a player. The player pushes back. The refs throw the flag 15 yards on Kansas City sideline. All of a sudden, New York or wherever the phone call comes from called and made them change it and called it on the Browns, and that coach doesn't get uh, uh, ejected, right? And they eject yeah. the center. Right. I mean, the safety, sorry. So, uh, I mean, what, what do you think about that? I don't like the way that that call was changed. I don't like that their coach wasn't thrown out of the game. Like, well, what's going on there? Yeah, it's, it's one thing if they would if they would have said, hey, you need to flag the safety as well and penalize him. That might have been one thing, but to reverse the call and not penalize the coach, penalize the player and eject the player from the game, they could have done that a little bit differently. I thought they handled it completely wrong. I thought the refs initially handled it right because they found the person that actually started the situation, which normally it's always the second guy that gets caught. Well, this time the person in the pushing first was the coach when um, – when the when Harrison, the safety for the Browns, was in the in the pile or whatever with the Kansas City players, so I thought it was kind of messed up. Like I said, I don't agree with New York doing that. Uh, I don't know what the deal is. I don't know like what made them think it was okay to do that, but I definitely think they're in the wrong for sure. But it was a huge loss because Delpit, our draft pick from uh, you know uh, last year, uh, second round, yeah, safety from LSU. He was yep. out again with the Achilles, and they said he was going to play. So it must not have gone. So now you're now you're playing the Chiefs, and you're shorting your defensive backfield. Uh, so that was the first stupid thing. Now, how many games have we seen that happen lately in the NFL? I mean, is it the Browns only have this kind of stupid stuff happen every time? I mean, <laughs> so that's that's the stupid incident, number one. Then I love Nick Chubb, right? You can't fumble the football in a game like that. You're yeah. winning, you're driving, you go down, no one, they haven't, Chiefs can't even stop them, right? Just unstoppable. They only stop themselves. Chubb fumbles the football. You can't do it against Kansas City. You right. just can't do it. You know what I mean? Like, what was it? Woody Hayes had the sign, better to have died a young man than fumble the football. That's so why. You can't fumble the ball. So then Chubb let me down there. A killer, right? I love Chubb, but you can't, you can't fumble the football. You know that, right? No, then, no you, can't, you can't do it at all. 
Yeah, so it's just a series of stuff. Uh, man, I'm getting all excited thinking about it again. I mean, losing my timeline. <laughs> we talked about the play where Mahomes just chucks it up to the uh, Hail Mary to the Cheetah. What? There's no safety back there. The corner gets turned around. A play that was a total, and that's Mahomes stuff. Don't get me wrong. But right. like, why is the what is that? What is that D back doing? When you watch that play, it's like, what are you doing? Yeah, I don't know. He definitely turned around. I don't know how. Maybe it's because Mahomes rolling to the right and threw it back across his body. Because most yeah. quarterbacks can't make that throw. He's one of the few that can and throw it like 50 yards down the field like that. So maybe he was thinking he, he maybe thinking he's not going to be able to throw that. I still think I can think of as far as that. But yeah. Then we had that <laughs> drop, drop on third down. Uh, yep. Got to make that play. I think it was Brian or I forget who it was. Dropped that ball. I have to look. Uh, the punter. Okay, about First punt of the, the game. The First punt of the game. You dropped the punt. The, the punt Scottish Hammer, Jamie Gilly, drops the punt. First punt for either team in the fourth quarter. And he drops it. it it's so unacceptable. This stuff to me is the type of stuff that's unacceptable. These are right. controllable mistakes. Hitting a coach, fumbling the football, and dropping balls. Chiefs didn't do that stuff. And that's why they won the game. What do we say all the time? Turnovers and dumb stuff, you're not going to win games, right? And sure. then, 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 despite all the dumb stuff that we just talked about, they still had a chance at the end of the game. Miles Garrett gets a stack on uh, Mahomes. Uh, we get the ball back. There's three minutes left, right? I'm all fired. I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, like, Baker could get a whole lot of people off his back in bad pub. All he got to go is do what he's been doing all game, take yep. him down the field and put it in the end zone. He threw a pick. Threw a pick, was playing a good game all. But you know what? That's, that's the stuff that makes you legends. Quarterbacks are paid big money not to throw 400 yards all game because that's what we talked about with Kirk Cousins, right? Right. Just another guy if you can't get it done in the fourth quarter and the final drives and stuff. You're just another guy. And I don't think Baker is. I think Baker's the answer. Uh, I'm not saying that, but he's going to have to start taking those, take, you know, getting it done like he did against Cincinnati last year when he hit Peoples Jones in the fourth quarter on that last pass, remember? Yep. Uh, yep. That, that's, but it's the Chiefs. And it just, to me, it was just the same old dumb Brown stuff. Now they're going to be good. They're going to win. I'm not worried about it. They cleaned some of that stuff up. They're right. fine. But the fact that it keeps happening again and again is a problem. So, you know, Mahomes had 337 yards. Oh, my TV's going on. So, uh, yeah, uh, you know, Mahomes was at 324 yards passing. Baker had 304. Uh, you know, what was it? Browns, 153 rushing yards. Chiefs, 73 at, at Arrowhead. And it's just the dumb stuff was the difference in the game. And Mahomes right. is getting credit rightfully because he was pressured, I think, 55% of his dropbacks fifth highest pressure quarterback there was a lot of times where like he backed up and had to go forward right away because Clowney and Garrett were coming for him right, right but right. he just he he's just it's Mahomes right he he's as good as build right it's, it's just but yeah. to me the Browns are a better overall team but there was some coaching stuff too real quick Kelsey kept running the same pattern he's open every play why is someone not jamming Kelsey at the line of scrimmage a linebacker and staying all over him where was the Notre Dame guy that was looking forward to the uh, matchup against Kelsey? Said this week wasn't even playing. So it's like there was just a lot of stuff. I don't know. And uh, 
We'll see. I don't think the Browns are done. They got Texans next week. It's surprising they look pretty good against Jacksonville. Tyrod Taylor's a reliable veteran, but we'll see what happens. But right. I, I'm not panicking yet, but to me, it's just a shinier turn. Same dumb stuff. Uh, just can't get over it. You know, I thought yeah. that stuff was behind us, and it's not. I mean, I think they can I think they can figure it out. They can turn around. I mean, they have some mistakes they made in this game. I don't think they'll make it in the future. I think they are a solid team. They have a lot of talent. I think make I think Mayfield can figure it out as far as that because he he's improved over his career like a ton immensely. So there's no reason why he can't figure this out too. Um, but you know, they just, you're right. Browns just can't make the same kind of mistakes. They just can't do it. Same old. This was definitely a same old Browns type game. Yeah, same old same old stuff, right? Same old stuff, and it's it's extremely disappointing. Extremely. I mean, I'm I'm upset. The punter thing. We'll get back to him here before this uh little talks over. But uh, uh, we got uh, you know, let's talk about some of the important games. Uh, Steelers, Bills. Allen missed guys wide open. I was watching that game. Yeah, I'm um, fantasy football. He needs, to be, he needs to be better. I'm gonna talk the, well, the accuracy thing crept. It's reared its ugly head again. What was the knock on Allen? Accuracy. I'm going to talk about to the win. I mean, the weather was bad in Buffalo. They weren't running the ball that great. He was inaccurate, but you saw for the game, the wind was swirling there in Buffalo. The weather's bad in Buffalo. I'm going to chalk up to that. It was raining there and everything. He just could, he didn't have the right conditions. He didn't play well at all in the elements. And, no. Um, it's something that he needs to do better on next time, for sure. No, and, uh, you know, Roethlisberger didn't look that great. I even thought Nigel Harris looked a little timid, man. It looked like he was pulling up, let himself get stuck in the hole. I got too many right. talking devices in my office. But uh, <laughs> we got uh, – we got a uh, uh, what was it? So you know, Nigel Harris. I, I thought he looked a little timid, but at the end of the day, that Steelers defense is still as good as Bills. You know, T.J. Watt got his money and came out there and showed you why he should have got paid. Uh, you know, uh, it's just the Steelers. You know how they are every year, man. Come back, you know, play Steelers football. I still yeah. think they're in trouble. I, I'm. I would be concerned if I was a Bills fan because I'm not convinced the Steelers are that good. I'm concerned a little bit about the Bills' offense, to tell you the well, truth. Hey, I had the Bills winning the Super Bowl this year, so they need to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, they need to figure it out if you pick that. Right. So, so uh, let's go. What do you think of the two and Mac Jones matchup? Um, I mean, I didn't really watch it. Didn't really see the highlights. I know it was a low-scoring game. They said they were impressed with Mac Jones. Um, I mean, Tua, I think, I think Tua did all right. I think Miami's defense is – more solid than people want to give credit for. And they're always going to be there and be able to help out Tua in the long run. He does have a lot of weapons. He just needs to figure all that out and uh, go from there. But the Dolphins, I think, are on the cusp of being good. And I think the Patriots are bouncing yeah. back. I think they found their quarterback of the future, and they're going to be good. So Yeah, you know, I, I agree with that. Even, and they're, they're going to be, you know, they're going to be on the Bills' heels soon in the AFC East. Yeah. Uh, 49ers look good. I think the Lions are going to be awful. I don't really have much to say about that. Uh, this one kind of shocked me. I was watching this game, too, and I was shocked at the physical dominance of the Arizona Cardinals over Tennessee. Kick their butts. Kick their butts. You're, you're surprised when you think Tennessee, you think, are they running the ball? Derek Henry's coming downhill and everything. But like, like Taylor Juan said, Chandler Jones whooped them all game. Oh, yeah. You know, defensive end for Arizona Cardinals have like six tackles for loss, two sacks, and something else. I think two fourth fumbles. It was some kind of crazy stat line for the for defensive end. And Taylor Wan's an all-pro left tackle, you know, protecting the Tannehill's backside and everything. And 
He admitted on Twitter that he was getting worked over by Chandler Jones. There's nothing to do about it. He has to go back, practice, get better. And he got, you know, basically got his butt beat on national TV all game. And there's yeah. nothing to do about it. Yeah. So that, that's got to be a helpful feeling when you're, you know, there's a cigar in the guy. You know, you normally, like, I can even match up. I'll get some, he'll get some. But that game, Chandler Jones eating them up, and there's nothing to do. I mean, everybody knew Tennessee's defense was going to be suspect. I mean, there's I knew I thought it would be terrible, right? That they were going to have to outscore people. But the fact that the uh, Titans had so much trouble with on offense kind of shocked me. Yep. So uh, I think they'll get some stuff cleaned up. I still think the Titans are going to be good, uh, but their defense is definitely bad. It's as bad as I thought it would be. <clears throat> I am kind of shocked that the Cardinals did this to them. Yeah, no doubt. That was probably the more surprising thing. Uh, Seahawks beating the Colts. Man, it's early in the season. I don't yeah, know who's what. I think Wentz did about what Wentz is going to do. I don't think he turned the ball over. He threw it for like 200 and some yards and had two touchdowns. But in this situation, Russell Wilson and the Seahawks just have more offense um, as far as that. So Yeah. And uh, well, we got uh, Broncos. Uh, I, I think we have to mention the Saints beat down to the Packers. I mean, does Aaron Rodgers look like a guy who doesn't want to be there or what? I don't know because I mean, he, he, he took the onus. He put the blame on himself. <clears throat> Watch the game. The Saints were literally man-to-man defense. They're playing straight man, and the Packers receivers could not get open. Rodgers dropped back, and you see him looking. He checked third guy, fourth guy, and he gets sacked because there was nobody open. So, I mean, Rodgers took the blame for it. But I don't know if you really can. His receivers need to get open. I think I think uh, New Orleans uh, secondary is just that much better than the Packers receiving core, and that was the problem. Yeah, and then uh, you know I oh and hey, big up to Winston. He only threw any. Only he threw any interceptions. He threw five oh. passes in his debut. Hey, there's times where he's sitting there. He went through his reads. Didn't see my open. Didn't try to force it. Threw it away. Threw it out of bounds. Whatever. Hit the check down. Props to him. I think yeah. he's in there under Sean Payton, under Drew, under Drew Brees for that year was good for him. A little humble pie, came back out, won the job in an open competition. I think he's he's ready to leave that organization. I think they have a quarterback, and I think they're they're a little scary, not gonna lie. So all right, I got a bold prediction for you. I got I got Packers when they're out of the trading Aaron Rodgers at the deadline for a haul to go to the Denver Broncos or something. I can see something like that happening because it's his last year. In Green Bay, they're gonna not. He's you're not gonna get nothing for him, right? right. At the end of the year, Mother so if you're, something back, right? if you're at the trade deadline and you're three and six or something, whenever the deadline is, or three and seven or whatever, and you're out of it, now that division I think is gonna be awful. So you're probably yeah. never gonna be out of it. I think it's this year's NFC East. Uh, no, nobody won this weekend from that division. They were terrible. Yeah, and you know who else is terrible and really let me down? I used to think Dalton was a good quarterback in a bad situation. But boy, was I wrong. He is no good. Garbage. I'm finally on board with Lee. He's garbage. He was embarrassing for the Cowboys last year when Dak Prescott was putting up all the numbers. Uh, Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, we didn't talk about the Thursday game because it was Thursday. But, you know, uh, Brady looked good. Dak looked good. Great game. Great way to start the season. And uh, I'm happy for both of them. You know, it's a good game. Jerry yep. Jones probably a little happy after that one because Dak, I'm I'm sorry. I didn't think Dak would come out that sharp, dude. Don't, I tried to tell parts. you. I tried to tell you. So listen to me. 
He's winning me over. He's winning me over. Hey, he's got to um, do the work. Where's Zeke? That's the question. Where's Zeke? Yeah, he's got to show up. Uh, I think they got the – yeah, and some of that's the play calling, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. But a uh, great week. Uh, I'm glad football's back as disappointing and disheartening as it was for me. Uh, I'm expecting better days ahead with the Texans coming up. And uh, what, who do I say Ohio State plays? I forget. It's uh, not Akron. Akron's two weeks away. It's somebody else. But they, they better take care of business. Uh, yeah, you said so, Akron before. I thought, I thought it was who they play. I don't know who they play next either. So it's okay. Yeah. They're going to yeah. try to come out and work them over, whoever it is. So. It is. Yeah, I, they're already massive there. I forget who it is off the look, but uh, I don't know. I don't got much more for football. I'm, I'm, I know I'm a little not as excited and fired up as I usually am, but the Browns really in Ohio State suck the life out of me. Suck the life out of me this week, and what a letdown. Everybody's talking. We're so excited for this football season, and it was a massive hey, letdown. I'm, I'm still excited for this football season. Bengals won, Michigan won, Hanover won, beating Adrian College. Hey. Yeah. Good day, good weekend for me. So I'm hopeful everybody's looking good. Thank God my alma mater had Oberlin this week just to make sure I knew I was going to have a good weekend somewhere. Right. So now, Oberlin I, fixes a lot of problems. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. That's probably true. Now, All right, so tell me, if I go ahead. Or yeah, but unfortunately, the team that did not do well for me in this sports weekend was Cincinnati Reds. They're playing the Cardinals, and I'm trying to think they got swept. I know they lost at least two out of three. Um, they are four, what they're four and five in the last nine games. There was a game that got postponed. Um, they're still tied for the wild card lead with the, with San Diego, not the lead, but the second wild card spot with San Diego Padres. Uh, cause San Diego has been playing about as mediocre as the Reds have been. So they still yeah. they're the same thing. Scott, if you have the pitching, I look forward to Winker getting back from injury. They, they played the Cardinals. They seem to always lose against the Cardinals, whatever it counts, whatever it matters. Cardinals seem to always be there. When it's almost playoff time, but I think the Reds—I won't call it—I won't call it a choke job down the stretch, but it's close because they had the, the easiest, the easier schedule um, in the second half after the All Star break, and they've been losing series. They lost to the Marlins, um, they lost a series to the Cubs, and then they lost two series to the Cubs. Either way, and then when they play the Brewers, they definitely have a losing record in the Brewers to the Brewers in the second half of the season. So, uh, yeah, second half of the year after the All Star break, so that's tough. I hope they can figure it out between now. There's like what three weeks left in the season, so there's still time for them to get the spot. Um, but they have the work cut out for them. You forgot to add they lost the Ohio Cup too. I thought I'd throw that out there, but uh, yeah, but Cleveland's not doing anything. They're about, so, to, they're, they're about to be the Guardians and everything, but yeah, just let it. Be. But don't you think those are games you got to win if you want to get in the playoffs? Can't oh, be losing to Cleveland in the Ohio Cup. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, they should, but they did not. So yeah. real quick on baseball, right? So this is how bad a week it's been. Like, I don't even want to watch any sports or any shows I can tell. I'm going to watch Ravens, Raiders tonight, but right now I'm staying away from all the shows and stuff because it's just – that kid's too much for me. The Cleveland Indians, though, claimed a record uh, this week that you don't want to claim. What's that? Didn't score for three games. That's Never impressive. been done. So they go ahead and do that, not to mention they had a 24-inning hitless streak at one point, something crazy like that. And then – then my week really got topped off. So I'm watching Mets Yankees last night too with the well, football. I was mainly watching the baseball because it's pretty entertaining. They're about ready to brawl and everything like that. Right. So what happens to the Mets who I've dogged and will continue to dog, rightfully so? They aren't. They're, they boys. Deserve it. 
Your boy. Your boy Lindor hit three home runs. Three home runs, including a game winner late. <laughs> whistling now. Now he's whistling. No more of the thumbs down. We're doing woo, whistling. Hey, they're, saying, they're saying the Yankees trying to steal signs. He's like, hey, not up in here. Yeah. Not up in here. So I'll tell you what, man, I know it's football season. No one cares about baseball anymore, but that was an exciting thing, game to watch. I can't believe the Mets did it. Uh, so like you said, the playoff spot's still, still in line. I don't believe in Philly. Uh, I don't believe in San Diego for some reason. They just, I don't know, something's not right. So I don't think the Reds are done. All right, hey, I like it. You still have faith. I just worry about the Cardinals. I do. I'm more worried about them than anybody because they're just, you know, how the Cardinals organization is. They're like one of them oh. franchises just gets it done, you know. Yeah. Agreed. All, All right. right. We're going rapid fire. Oh, I forgot, though. One good thing happened to me this week. What would I have done if the Cavaliers, because you know, I have to talk about the Cavaliers at least one time. Once, right? <laughs> uh, is thank God they extended the Kevin Love apparel sale on Cleveland.com. Thank you. I mean, on uh, Cavs.com. That really saved my week. Thank you for giving me an extra day to buy Kevin Love gear at 20% off. Hey, just in case. Just in case. They should be paying me to wear that stuff. Who the heck is going to wear? I don't know Kevin Love today. But that was the one good thing. You know, thanks. <laughs> thank you so much, Cavs.com, for that for that uh, generous offer. Uh, the other thing about the people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's right, get Ben got? Simmons. I know I just ripped Ben Simmons, but I'm desperate. Let's bring him in. All right. All right. Ready for... Oh, gosh, no. Oh, no. I can imagine how much you'll be yelling about him throughout the season once he, if he does come to Cleveland. That'd be crazy. Either way, rapid fire. Go. All right, man. Here's the questions for you. Pulling some randoms out here. Let's okay. see what you do. Yep. Brittany Spears, are you excited? She got. She's getting married. Are you excited for engagement? Am I excited? I don't care. Um, but if she should she be getting engaged, probably not. But um, and it, the name wasn't there a question about like a prenup or something like that? Like should she have a prenup or whatever? Yeah, so you're the messing with the money guy. Should she get the prenup? Yes, she should get the prenup. <laughs> even she's married to like all right, Britney Spears is like my she's like 38, 39 years old. This dude she's marrying is 25. So he only knows her as Britney. Like he doesn't call her Britney, he just calls her Britney. Everybody knows Britney or whatever. So all he knows is her and her fame and her money. Yeah, he just gets a prenup. This dude doesn't know her from way back when. He doesn't worry about herself, wear money. She just now got the conservatorship uh, dropped by her father. He finally signed over to her. Yeah, she kept her money going forward for sure. Prenup all the way, 100%. Yeah, man. Don't like do a half one. Don't like do a quarter one. Don't do a percentage one. Full prenup. Protect your cash. It's crazy how this conservatorship's ending the same time she's getting married, man. This dude's getting in there, man. I'm sad, though. Everybody in my generation now love Britney Spears. Sad to see her finally finally take it. <laughs> are, you, you, are, you, are you shedding a tear a little bit? Britney I am. I'm upset. <laughs> she's married once before. I know, but when you know, I thought she was smart enough not to do it again, but I was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So... Going to the next one, we got a couple of knuckleheads. Yeah, Conor McGregor and MG Machine Gun Kelly getting a fight on the red carpet. Who do you got in that in that fight? Oh, Conor McGregor, hands down. He's come up, take the right. It was a KO at the left. It's over because MGK is what six three, something like that. He's tall. Doesn't matter. Conor McGregor's coming up all five of them, knocking him out. Six three and one hundred and sixty three pounds, maybe. Yep. Yankees, Mets, and a brawl. Who you got? Oh. 
I'll probably go Yankees. I mean, they got Jim Carl Satan and Aaron Judge, those two big dudes. And yeah, I'm gonna go Yankees. Heck yeah, I'm going with the Yankees. They're always team performance enhancing, dude. I'm all for I'm all, I'm all on that one. Uh Cam Newton, where's he signing? Make call. Washington football team. Okay. The quarterback, Ryan Fitzmagic just got hurt. Yeah, the other guy that's out there now, but Cam Newton, him and Ryan Barron know each other. He knows the system. They have some talent out there, and they need to upgrade a quarterback. I just worry about if he does go out there, I have Antonio Gibson as a running back, and I think he'll take goal line carries away from my running back for Phoenix football purposes. So I don't want to touch down vulturing for him, but watching the football team. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I think. I don't know if Ron Rivera would want him back. They're going with Hanky next week. We'll see what happens. Yep. Ben Simmons, where will he play next year? Don't know. Don't care. Yeah. Maybe Cleveland, <laughs> but yeah, I don't care about Ben Simmons. Hey, he's right now. He's a. He, I guess he's a point guard, but he can't shoot. Won't shoot. If he tries to shoot, can't make it. Can he make foul shots? So who cares? I know he was about to get real topic last week, but bring him to Cleveland. I'm desperate. <laughs> All right. Uh, no, no, I can only imagine the yelling and the get reels from just Ben Simmons. Oh, man. I don't know if my heart can take it. All right, what do we got? Ravens Raiders tonight. Who you got? Ah, you know, the Ravens are crazy injured, uh, losing all the running backs to ACL. They still have Lamar Jackson, who's exciting. They have Mark Andrews at tight end. And even though they don't have uh, Marcus Peters from the torn ACL, they still have the rest of their defense. The Raiders, even though they've improved, they're still the Raiders. Um, they're not going to be able to run the ball, I don't think, like they want to. And um, even though they're in Las Vegas, which is the home field advantage, just like Miami is, I think I'm still going to stick with the Ravens, AFC North. This is why I think I'm leaning Raiders a little bit. I think Baltimore is a better team, but keep in mind that this is technically the grand opening of the Vegas arena. There's going to yeah, be a lot true. of emotion. Mark true. Davis, everybody, it's going to be hype. It's going to be crazy. Uh, I think Raiders pull us out. Motion-filled game. I think it's going to be a lot of swings. I think Raiders get it done for their fans on opening night in the new stadium. Honestly, it wouldn't surprise me, but I'm going to, I'll stick with the Ravens. All right, man. That's all I got. Nice work. Oh, question. Have you started your Christmas shopping yet? Oh, no, I haven't. I don't start till December. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I know Elena, my wife, she has uh, their factors that came through today that's up there. So we're, we're hiding those around. Hopefully no one's listening to that right now. So I was yeah, my voice lower. But um, <laughs> Jackie yeah. started. So, you know, my girl started, you know. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, yeah you know, you never know shipping problems, all that. We try to space it out. So try to spend all the money at once. So, so it's funny you mentioned that because a package came. She goes, don't look at that. That's one of your Christmas presents. In. And I was like, it's August. I go, I'm not even thinking about Halloween yet. What are you talking about? There's a Christmas present at the door. Well, I haven't even thought about my costume yet this year for the return of Halloween. You know what I mean? Are you talking Christmas already? Hey, we, we actually discussed a little bit. We're trying to figure out a family costume. We don't know yet. We have some ideas. I'll keep everybody posted. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Figure that out. All right, man. That's all I got for you. All right. Up next, get real with Dane. Dane, what do you got? Who you got? Who you can talk about? I'm going to make this quick this week. Jamie Gillian, Scottish Hammer, punter for the Browns. Did you really drop a punt snap on your first punt of the year in a huge game on national television? You were on the team last year. This wasn't your first game. You really did that. So the, you, you dropped the ball. Then you still have time to punt it, and you try to run it. And what was an embarrassing-looking bad high school play? 
Get real. Come on, man. <laughs> it was bad. I mean, I guess he was worried about the rush. He hit his hands, dropped it, and he tried to run it. Yeah. It yeah. Just pull the yeah. air back in the plane. He'll done something. Wasn't working out. Yeah, the whole Browns get real, man. You can't make mistakes like that, but come on. Who is there anything worse than losing a game because a kicker of some kind screws up? I mean, yeah. come on, man. Like, the, like I said, we talked about the Browns game already. There was a lot of mistakes, but get real. You have one job, all right, and you screwed up the easiest part of it. Just catch the dang football and punt it. That's all you gotta do. You ain't got. You don't even have the pressure of a field goal kicker. That's the real pressure, right? Right. True. You drop the ball first punt of the game. And it's all because the dude dropped the ball anyway that he should have caught. Hey, the whole it, game it, it makes him mad. It was second half. His hands weren't warmed up from warm-up way back, you know, three quarters before. You know what? I'm never talking about or watching this game ever again. <laughs> ever again. It's, it's it. Awful. Glad to hear about it. It's it. The only thing he was missing was your boy Hugh Jackson on the sidelines. That's the only hey, thing Mr. Parker was missing. Wait, I like Hugh Jackson. <laughs> I like Hugh Jackson. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah, so that's it. That's all I got. Get real, catch the ball, punt it. You got. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's unacceptable. Go. <laughs> all right. Go. What I got. I have next up next right now. Messing with your money with Rel. Honestly, there weren't a lot of people that were messing up with their money in the in the news lately. So I had to go back to college football. A lot of these teams losing the teams that they shouldn't, or they've been losing and they're not making as much progress as they should. People like uh, Clay Heldon, head coach of USC, they lost to Stanford, 4G28, unranked Stanford, 4G28, which is tough. Stanford's been down, but it might be on the come up. Either way, USC, it's probably time for a change. It was probably time for a change a while ago. I don't know how he saved his job before, but <coughs> time to start thinking about maybe to bring back Pete Carroll, do it all over again, right? That's what I would do. But um, OSU, Ryan Day, I'm not saying fire him, but they lost to Oregon. The way they lost to them, they got out physical at the line of scrimmage. They got run all over. That's not a hot safe football. They got to figure it out. Ryan Day, you're not on the hot seat, but you can't have seen more games like this. Just make sure you don't lose any Matt schools or directional schools for real. Um, Notre Dame's Brian Kelly. First of all, I thought it was a good win before when they lost to Florida State either way. Obviously, Florida State lost to Jacksonville State. That's coming up here next. And Brian Kelly, they barely beat Toledo on the last second pass. There's no way that Notre Dame, the Notre Dame, the Golden Domers, should ever come close to having Toledo beat them, ever. It just shouldn't happen. You should be able to walk out there with your second-team squad and have, you know, and, and beat and beat Toledo. If you're that good, you trust your top-ten team, act like it. Preach on. Who else mess with their money? <laughs> mess with like, hey, Texas A&M's coach Jim Bill Fisher. Right? Oh, yeah. Hey, I'm <laughs> sorry. This past week, they barely beat Colorado 10-7. Maybe the quarterback got hurt, but I know last week the quarterback was in the game. And they're losing to Kent State at halftime. Don't know what happened. Ooh. Don't know if they're overlooking them or whatever it was. Either way, Jimbo Fisher, get your boys ready to play from the jump and now figure it out without your starting quarterback. Might, might be a tough season. Hope you're recruited well. If not, Cesar Keys and his boys in Texas, they should be scooping up some of those recruits you got because Texas should be on the come up, right? Well, that's what you hope. Speaking <laughs> of Texas, Steve Carson. Oh, man. Just got the job. You just got the job, and you went to Arkansas thinking that you're going to be able to come in and beat the SEC because you're in the SEC in a couple of years. Guess what? You got big boyed by a mid-tier SEC team. You better get some recruiting going on. Mid-tier, bottom tier. Arkansas and, uh, I'll, 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 give, I'll give you mid-tier. You got spanked by the bacon, baby. <laughs> hey, Wu Pig Suey 
went ahead and got hooked them horns. Hey, it was horns down on that one. Sarkeesian, take it back to the drawing board. Figure some stuff out. Find the quarterback. Get an offensive line. Get a weight room. Get some blocking. Play some defense. Score some points. Get some dubs. That's why you're there. It's only the second game there. And you're like, oh, I didn't expect that. Well, you better figure it out because those boosts in Texas, they'll kick you out quick. And then you'll be like, oh, man, I messed my money because I didn't take it that early. They'll be like, you got to go. We don't care. Hook them. Last but not least, talked about earlier, Florida State coach. He said, hey, our boys won't quit. They play well in Notre Dame. We're looking forward to this season. Well, guess what? You lost to FCS Jacksonville State. Oh, I love it. I love it. 17 to 14. I don't know how long you stay at Florida State if you lose to FCS schools, but I'm guessing it's probably not long. So Florida State, unfortunately, they used to be one of the premier programs in the country. You know, people did call it Free Shoes University. Every school is probably Free Shoes University, but it worked well at Florida State. Either way, they were great. They're national champions. They always had NFL talent walking around there the whole time. Bob Dowden had it where it needed to be, but they've fallen off hard. They've fallen on hard times, and I don't know if they can come back from it. I'm calling it. Between them and you, I don't know what to do about it. Two years, it'll be prime time in Florida State again in two years. Ooh, I don't know. That'll be interesting. That'll be interesting. I'm not going to say it's not going to happen, but we'll see. That's what you have it. That's why I'm messing with my money, or don't mess with your money with rail. These coaches, if they don't want to make their money mess with, they better figure out a way to get dubs in this team so let's get dubs again. So that's what we got. That's the show today. Dane, appreciate you, man. You got anything else to add? Yeah, just make sure you go on Cavs.com and get your Kevin Love gear for 20% off so I don't have to hear about it. Hopefully there's no more inventory and we get rid of it. <laughs> I just got to get him on another team. No, there you go. You heard it right there. First, second, and third from Dane as far as Kevin Love apparel. Ben Simmons, please come. And Ben Simmons. Remember, hey, find me on Twitter at franchise eleven twenty. You got Dane at Dane at D DeMeo on Twitter. You can hit us up on Facebook. Always relevant podcast of always L W A Y S, and then Rel R E L L. Then event E V E N T. You can find us at Always Relevant on Facebook. You can hit us up on Instagram. Hit us up on Twitter. Find us. We're out there now on YouTube. We're starting to post these videos out there, so you can find it as Google Always Relevant and YouTube, and you'll find us. So I know we got at least the first four episodes out there. We'll be posting this one coming up here soon. And had fun. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Up next is coming. Relax and take notes. Dane, you good, man? I'm good, man. I'll see you. Appreciate you. Hey, it's Terrell. I'm back again, and we're for our favorite segment, Relax and Take Notes, which honestly, I don't really have anything for us today. Um, Just wanted to remind everybody that uh, we're getting our show out there on YouTube. Uh, You can find it as Google, um, always relevant. Uh, Make sure you put REL, R-E-L-L, in uh, quotations and do that in YouTube. You should be able to find it out there. um, We'll have the first five episodes out there for you to watch. Dane and myself have our conversation out there. it's under my YouTube, under my YouTube channel, uh, Terrell Dwayne. Um, so you should be able to find that out there. It's T E R R E L L D E W A Y N E. If you want to reach Dane and I on Twitter, my Twitter hand, Twitter handle is at franchise eleven twenty two. Dane is at D DeMeo. So um, we have fun. We're looking forward to everything going forward for sure. Uh, like I so said, we're trying to build up our Facebook page as well. So at Always Relevant, 
um, you know, we'll get some social media out there. We're going to have more and more videos, more and more talk that's out there. And, you know, always talk about sports, talk about a few other things as well. So, um, like I said, we had fun. We hope you did too. And we'll see you next week. Later.